When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, Today, we're going to let Coach Bill hijack my podcast. Um, He's going to do five separate little different podcasts, so he's going to do five different intros. Um, they're just short little ones, little four or five minute ones. And he's going to talk about different things in basketball practice planning. Um, so go over and check it out when you're done at basketballpracticeplans.com, basketballpracticeplans.com. I'll put it, the link down below. Um, tell him I sent you and he'll probably give you a little deal. Uh, anyway, uh, but go over and check it out. Basketballpracticeplans.com. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better prices. Uh, this is uh, going up end of August. Prices and lots of big changes coming in September. So you're going to want to join while you can. Um, and then go over and check out Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market, bar none. Uh, tell them I sent you. They'll give you $400 off your next purchase. But also go make sure you go check, check out basketballpracticeplans.com and teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off to the podcast. Hey, coaches. Uh, Steve asked me to step in today. He's out fly fishing. So uh, I'm your guest host, Coach Bill Flitter of the Coaching Youth Hoop Podcast and BasketballPracticePlans.com. Today's topic, five critical components of a basketball practice plan. All right. So we're always looking for more efficiencies. I know I get overwhelmed doing practice plans. They take a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, but I, I stopped, uh, I don't know, about two years ago, maybe I thought about how do I structure practice that's a lot more efficient where it's structured. I make sure I get everything in and I came up with, uh, five stages. I'm going to talk about the first four and come back to the fifth one because it's a little bit different. So I organized my practice plans to mirror the four stages in a game. And this has really helped me focus on and put a focus on every particular section of my practice plan. And it gives the athletes an understanding of what we're doing and really and how it might apply um, to the game. So it puts it in context for the players as well. All right. So the first, the four stages. So this is the four stages of the game. And there's, an, and there's not any more uh, stages in a game. You're either you're, you're in one of these four stages throughout, uh, throughout the length of a game. So you're either transitioning to defense, you're playing defense, you're transitioning to offense, or you're in offense. That's it. So how I structure my basketball practice plan is I have drills, that I fill in under each of those four segments. Again, transition to defense, defense, transition to offense and offense. So again, this helps me focus on that particular stage. It builds context into what that stage is all about. It helps me uh, 
communicate to my players what we're about to do and what the outcome that I'm looking for. But you said there was five, coach. What's the fifth one? The fifth one, I always start off with skill work. So the shooting, scoring, those ball handling, uh, we get all of that done up front. So particular, a, a, a practice plan might look like this for me. 30 to 45 minutes of skill work, depending on the time uh, of the season. Probably that's a little front-loaded more towards the beginning of the season um, where the kids are just getting back into, uh, into playing after a small break. Uh, then I follow that by the most important thing for me of those four stages, which is defense. So I want to make sure I, I don't want to stick defense at the end and then all of a sudden I run out of time. Uh, to cover everything. So defense to me is really important. So I put that right after skill work. So we'll do about 30 minutes of defense and defensive transition uh, work there. Um, so that's the first hour. So skill work and defense and defensive transition for me, that's my first hour. Then the next 10 minutes, I'll come back into offensive transition work. 30 minutes of getting into our offense and our set plays, our plays, just running our offense, might could be our fast breaks, um, could be special plays that we're working on, anything that maybe is related to the scouting pro report and related to the offense. And then uh, whatever time is left, we do a scrimmage. Uh, now, I, allow, I do allow time for scrimmaging, but our drills throughout those four stages we just discussed, they all have scrimmages and, and small-sided games built in. But the last, whatever time we have, I just, you know, we might start with some special situations where we're starting a scrimmage from a sideline out-of-bounds play or a baseline out-of-bounds play, or we'll put constraints on the amount of time that they have to shoot, right? We have a shot clock here in California, so I might put 15 seconds on the clock and get them used to uh, being sped up and creating good decisions within that time. Uh, but there's a there, one more component that I add to this, so it helps me stay structured, which is uh, each drill under those four stages is either labeled teach, train, or play. Now, I do that, again, to help me organize my practice, make sure I'm seeing progression in practice, and honestly cut down on uh, my talking time. So for example, teach, this is the phase where it's a brand new drill. I'm teaching them how to do it. They don't know how to do it. So I got to teach the concepts. And then there's the training phase. This is where they have some basic understanding of what's going on. I give them a little direction at that point and they get right into the drill. Um, or they may do, you know, maybe it's one-on-o work, one-on-one work, five-on-o whatever it might be, but it's short, it's concise, it's really focused on a, a specific action. And then the play. Play is more where they have a pretty good grasp of what we're trying to accomplish in that particular phase. They've been through the drills several times. Um, now they're putting it into more hardcore practice. They might go into two on two, three and three, five on five type of stuff. Uh, likely a lot with constraints to make sure it's game-like. And like I said, these subcategories really help me to stay organized, cut down on my talking time, and then it shows progression from practice to practice, week to week. I hope that tip was helpful. And if you're looking for more uh, critical uh, practice ideas, uh, 
what I would suggest is head over to basketballpracticeplans.com. Now, you wouldn't build a house without a good blueprint, right? Well, the same thing with practice when it comes to practice planning. So, again, go over to practice plans, basketballpracticeplans.com and sign up on our waiting list. And get on that waiting list soon because we're opening the doors. And um, those people on the list now will be founding members. They'll benefit from some pretty significant discounts up front. And all I ask is a little bit of feedback. We want to make sure that these practice plans are solid for what you need. They follow a good structure. They make sense, right? All right. Until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, we we'll hope to see you soon. Many happy swishes. Hey, 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 coaches. Welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Podcast. All right. Um, hey, I got I got five minutes. Steve went to go walk his dog. So I snuck into the recording studio and I'm here to give you a quick tip. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, adding foundation drills to your practice plan. So what are what are fit foundation drills? But first, let's set it up. So uh, practice planning practices. We're always practice plan is overwhelming practices practice. Sorry, practicing. Uh, uh, and getting everything and fitting everything into practice is tough. We know that as coaches, uh, you know, we have to also research, find new drills, learn those new drills and how we're going to teach those new drills uh, and then teach them. And hopefully the kids will understand. And, uh, you know, in the beginning of the season, some of that you, you know, is, uh, is expected, but you don't want to be doing that every practice. So, uh and then teaching that, you know, right, just sucks a lot of time. So what's the answer? Well, the idea behind this concept is foundation drills. Having five, six, seven, eight drills that you do over and over and over again. However, um, you can make them interesting. You don't want to lose. The kids get bored if you don't change the drill up, right? They lose interest. Uh, or they just master that. And uh, what do you do then, right? You don't want to just continue doing that over and over again. So uh, before we jump in, though, about foundation drills, I want to do a little recap, okay? So in the, uh, when I snuck into the studio the last time, uh, we talked about uh, the four stages of a basketball game and how I organize my practice plan around those four stages. So if you missed that one, Go look for it, uh, but I'll quick recap. So transition to defense is stage is is one stage. Defense second stage, third stage transition to offense, and the fourth stage is offense. So each stage in my practice plan has a few drills that we that we repeat throughout the season. However, they don't always look alike, and here's why: each drill under those stages has a progression and constraints. So those are two factors there. So there might be five progressions per drill and five or more constraints we play around with each drill. So what that means is we have uh, potentially over 25 variations, right? Giving that one foundation drill the appearance of 25 unique drills, okay? So what does that mean? I don't have to spend time researching and learning how to teach a new drill. We don't have to spend precious practice time teaching the new drill to the students. 
And it gives variety and keeps the players motivated. And quite honestly, it keeps us motivated as well. Right. So, uh, and, and we can see this progression throughout the season. We're taking that one drill, adding different progressions and constraints. So let me give you an example of something, something, let's take something very simple, like, um, uh, long, uh, full court layups. All right. So progressions on full court layups. What does that mean? So first time we teach it, they're just going, you know, left hand, right hand up and down the court, getting, you know, doing, uh, uh, doing full court layups. Okay. So that's just, that's just the basic one. That's the foundation. All right. Then we might add an outlet pass to that and a pass back. So now we're working on passing, uh, passing to a partner, partner passes back to us. We go in for a layup. Okay. Then we can change the type of layups that we do. So this is endless, right? So maybe it's a two footed layup the first time, then it's a reverse layup and then it's a floater. So that gives us five different progressions off of that one basic layup drill. Okay. Now let's get into the constraints. Okay, so constraint number one might be they have to make X number of layups in, in a certain amount of time. Okay, that's constraint number one. Constraint number two is we might add a chaser to that, a chaser to, that to put pressure on the finisher, more game-like. Uh, uh, third progression, we add a coach with a pad underneath the hoop, right? So as they're finishing their layup, we hit them with the pad. Um, again, finishing under pressure. Or uh, maybe a fourth progression team has to make two layups in a row or it doesn't count. Uh, fifth progression might be um, as they're dribbling back, they make their layup, they're going back the other way to make the layup on the other end of the court. Uh, we might add a move that they have to do at halftime or a, at a set of cones or in front of a coach, right? So they got to do a dribbling move. So the foundation drill of concepts saves a tremendous amount of time, right? So it allows for a variety, that variety in practice. We don't get bored. Kids don't get bored, but we don't have to spend a lot of time teaching. And if you really sit down and think about how can I add, how can I pick a drill that I like that's going to, that teaches the concepts that I want to teach, add progression to that drill and then constraints to that drill. All right. I hope that tip was helpful. And if you're looking for uh, more tips, head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com. Uh, as we know, as coaches, are we live and breathe by our practice plans. But before you do, I have a small favor to ask you when you're over there. I want your feedback on the on this new on the new product that I'm launching at basketballpracticeplans.com. So if you could do me a favor, go sign up, and if you qualify, I'll invite you in. And if you provide a little bit of feedback on those practice plans, you'll receive a huge discount when you pre-order. But we're opening the doors really soon. Uh, probably September, I think, that's when we're going to officially launch. So if you get in now, you'll be one of our founding members and enjoy those discounts. But if, you, if you're not on the list and it's open to the public, those discounts will be gone. Again, head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com. And thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Many happy swishes. Hey, coaches, welcome to the Five Minute Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Collins. Okay, that's not true. 
Steve gave me the keys again to the recording studio. So I am your guest host, Coach Bill Flitter, with the with the Coaching Youth Hoop podcast and basketballpracticeplans.com. So I'm back to talk about practice planning again and being more efficient with your time. Because so I have a question for you. Raise your hand right now if you if you use 30 minutes to teach something that you allowed for only 10 minutes in your practice plan. And let me repeat that question. Raise your hand. If you use 30 minutes or more to teach something that you allowed for, say, only 10 minutes in your practice plan, how many have you done that? I'm going to raise mine. Definitely guilty of that. Kids were not getting the concept, so what do I do? I just keep on talking, teaching, and training, right? And then I blame the kids for, for not getting it. Everyone, including me, assistant coaches, the athletes, they leave the gym in frustration. So no matter how carefully you plan your practice, something will and may go wrong. All right, so here's, what do you do about that? So the next time this happens, I'm going to give you a little tip. You've heard this one since you were a kid. Stop, drop, and roll. Now, it's not the same context as a fire, but man, don't you get fired up when um, in a negative way, blood is boiling a little bit, kids aren't getting the drill. Okay, so stop, drop, and roll. What does that mean? Stop what you're doing. If you allowed a certain amount of time, just take a breath. It's not working. Remind yourself they're kids, right? Um, and here's a big thing. Assume it's your fault. Okay. Evaluate how you are teaching it. We'll come back to that a little bit more in depth. Drop. If you allot a time for a drill, stick to that time or as close to that time as possible. Just drop it. Done. Move on. If you allowed 10 minutes, take 10, 12 minutes maybe, um, and then roll. Just move on to the next part of your practice. Um, you know, and then on the car ride home, do this. Evaluate. How did you – how – did you teach that drill? What could you have done better? Did you break it down into a single-sided, digestible enough piece? Right? Was this a complex offense and you're just throwing everything out at, out at them? Kids have a lot of homework and tests going on and their brain is just occupied or uh, you know, something's happening on the team that you don't, you don't know. Um, or maybe it's coming up to a, a, the holiday break, right? And they're just distracted in general. Just remember, tomorrow's a new day. Make some changes in the way you teach and, and tackle again the next day. So just remember, stop, drop, and roll next time you're, you're about to lose it in practice. I hope that tip was helpful. Um, good luck putting that into practice. It might take you a few iterations. Then uh, before I leave, I'm going to give a big shout out to all you coaches who are providing amazing feedback uh, uh, on my basketball practice plans. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com. Sign up. And if you qualify, I'll invite you in. If you provide a little bit of feedback, you'll receive huge discounts when you pre-order. Now, I have to be honest, the first batch of 75 and 60% off are already gone, okay? Uh, but you can still enjoy a big discount if you become one of our founding members uh, right now. We're opening the door soon, and as soon as the doors are open to the public, the 
the founding discounts are all gone. All right, so go over to basketballpracticeplans.com and I will see you soon. All right, many happy swishes. Hey, coaches, welcome to the five minute basketball podcast. I am your guest host today, Bill Flitter. Steve asked me to come back again. I guess that means I don't suck. And by the way, I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me some five-star feedback. I guess that maybe convinced Steve to um, uh, have me back on the show. So I really appreciate that. Uh, so we're gonna, again, we're going to talk about uh, planning, practice planning because I think it's one of the mo more cr uh, critical things that we can do as coaches um, is to have a good plan. Uh, so when, when I'm not coaching, I'm an entrepreneur. I live in Silicon Valley, been an entrepreneur for, for many, many years. And as an entrepreneur, when I'm thinking about launching a new business, I always put a five-year plan together. Basically, right, it's a, a path for that business. Um, but, you know, the three to five year goals are more aspirational and directional, not a lot of detail in there. Where do I want to be in five years? However, though, year one, month one, year one, right? That goal is very detailed down to daily tasks. Okay. Question for you. How well thought out is your basketball practice plan for this season? It's no different than planning out uh, your business plan. What about the first four to six weeks of that practice plan? Okay. Uh, so uh, I'll use myself as an example. My season starts in November. In June, I created our, our quote unquote business plan for the upcoming season. I shared that with my coaches who then provide a, a bit of feedback on that. Uh, we make adjustments. We look at personnel who's coming back, uh, what, what we struggled last year and make some uh, corrections of that over the summer. But, and then starting in July, August-ish, I'll start planning the first six weeks of practice, really sit down and uh, pen to paper uh, and write down exactly what I'm going to do those first six weeks. What do I want them to achieve? And all of that is backed, um, is backed into by looking at that business plan, right? I know where I want to go and where I want to be at the end of the season. I then create the, the uh, practice plans based off that direction. Month one, where do I, what at the end of the month one, what do I want them to have accomplished? Okay. So I plan everything in these four to six planning, four to six week planning cycles with an end goal in mind. Okay. The first four to six weeks are pretty detailed, no doubt, right? Know exactly what I'm going to do. And then the following four weeks, maybe they're, they're not, probably don't go into as much depth but they do have an outcome. Where should we be in those four weeks, the next four weeks? And then after that, it's a, it's a, it's a lot vague. You know, again, so if I, you know, we want to finish, you know, third place or higher in our division, right? Well, how are we going to get there? What does the competition look like? And I back into that plan. So I outline those core concepts and progressions I want to teach in each planning cycle. So the, again, those planning cycles are four to six weeks. What do I want? What are the concepts and, and the progressions I want to teach within that planning cycle? And of course, I make small adjustments, right? Things, maybe we had an injury, maybe uh, we got somebody new, uh, you know, who knows, right? There's multiple adjustments, right? We might make, but they're small, 
Um, I don't want to get into this uh, reactionary process, right? I, you know, you have to practice patience. Um, and, you know, too many coaches, uh, you know, plan one practice at a time. And when this is the case, planning is often reactionary, right? Based on the last bad practice or maybe a loss in your, you know, previous game and you overreact, right? Um, as, a as opposed to having this coherent learning progression in these four to six week cycles. You know, like I said, it doesn't mean that every practice is uh, you can't change or make small modifications to that practice. Maybe it's a drill you change because you're just not getting the concepts, right? Um, uh, and uh, go review my last podcast if that's the case and stop, drop, and roll, right? Um, but just resist the urge to, you know, teach too many things um, in one practice, you know, and make sure you do have plenty of time in those practices for training new skills um, or training, just training, right? And going back to the teach train methodology or teach train play methodology we talked about before. All right, coaches, I hope hopefully that was helpful. Again, go back, uh, think about your practice plan, create your quote unquote business plan for your team, plan it in four to six uh, weekly planning cycles this will help you break it down into chunks kind of know where you're going at each of those phases and if you're looking for a well thought out season's worth of practice plans head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com we're launching very soon those discounts are flying uh we're letting uh inviting you know anybody who's on that list in batches right we want to hear your feedback so we're getting feedback correcting feedback correcting just like, uh, just like you do in the off season. Okay. But if you become one of our founding members by signing up on the list, again, you'll enjoy some pretty good discounts. And again, all I'm asking for is a little bit of feedback on that, but you can't get those discounts if you're not on that list. So head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com and we'll see you soon. Many happy swishes. Appreciate your time. Take care. Hey, hey, coaches, welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. Whoa, whoops, wait, wrong one. Uh, welcome to the 5-Minute Coaching Basketball Podcast. I am your guest host today of the Coaching Youth Hoop Podcast and BasketballPracticePlans.com. My name is Coach Bill Flitter. Um, it's an honor to be here once again. Hopefully, you guys are getting something out of these podcasts that I've been sharing with you, tips and everything about practice planning. Uh, got a new one today that I thought about. Uh, I had a player once tell me, uh, you know what frustrates us, coach? When you guys stop scrimmages to correct our play. Imagine this, right? You're at work. Your boss is over your shoulder. And every 30 seconds to a minute, he's telling you something you're doing wrong. He's stopping you from your work and telling you, hey, you got to do this better. You got to do that better. So I can definitely see that player's frustration come through, right? Um, and think about your own practice. How often are you pausing practice to, to deliver feedback? And most importantly, how long are you talking? when you pause practice. So 
I had uh, I had an embarrassing moment. I recorded several practices to look and to find the answer to that question. And I say it was embarrassing because a I was stopping practice too often, and b I was talking too long. But this year I'm hyper focused on improving this this season. Talk less, play more is kind of how I'm approaching this upcoming season for me. Season starts in November, just a few short months away. And I bet you too could drastically improve and boost your efficiency just by looking at that one area. So I encourage you too to record your practices and, and look how many times you're stopping um, and how long are those stoppages? Could you get some valuable time back into practice uh, and, and, Keep your athletes engaged because they check out, right? If you talk too long, they're checking out. They're disengaged, okay? Uh, they just want they just want to go there and play. So here's what I'm testing. I'll give you – this is what I'm testing in the off-season, uh, my off-season practices. Um, so we're doing short sprints, three- to five-minute focus drills, letting them play. I'm taking notes. Literally have a pen with a clipboard taking notes. And at the end, that's when I'm doing my correction. Or somebody's out of the game, or I'll approach them um, individually. Okay. So, and and let me get into the details of this. But this technique gives the players an opportunity to critique themselves and adjust. So many times I know I'm guilty of it, right? I see a player. We practice. I show. I teach them a drill. They don't do it correctly, and I'm on them right away. Not in a mean way. I'm just saying, hey, you know, hands out on defense, right, whatever it might be. Um, and I don't give them a chance and or an opportunity during that three- to five-minute sprint to correct it themselves. Now, if they're doing it repeatedly, right, definitely. But once, no, let them, let them figure it out. Um, but – we know that stopping sometimes is inevitable, but so here, I, here's your challenge. Do you have a practice pause routine? Okay. Question is, do you have a practice pause routine? So creating a practice pause routine is a consistent way that you can pause and resume practice. So the kids don't check out on you, right? So uh, develop a routine that again, pauses practice, get everyone's full attention, and then re resume play in a timely manner. Okay, so here's what I do. If I want to stop practice, I yell freeze, loud, get their full attention, might blow a whistle. Uh, I deliver some quick feedback, and then I say play. So that means they just go back to playing. So I came up with an acronym it's called FIT to, for this framework. And it stands for fast, informational, and timely. Fit. Okay, so fast. What does that mean? When you make a stoppage, deliver feedback. So I'm I I set a shot clock. I have my manager set a literally set a shot clock. So I can in here in California we have a shot clock. So I set it for 30 seconds and I gotta stop talking within that 30 seconds. Okay. Now I try to get under that 30 seconds for sure. Next is uh, informational. When you pause, provide one piece of feedback. Okay, they're not going to remember everything, right? One piece of feedback um, that they can focus on when you resume play. And then timely. So 
you gave them feedback, that one piece of important feedback was short. You gave them the feedback. They're back to playing. Then go ahead and focus on and provide feedback on that one thing that you just had talked about. Get your hands out on defense, okay? So pausing too often, too long, practice becomes a, um, less efficient. We all know that. So kids, check out. All right. Hopefully you found that helpful. Again, remember fit when it comes to feedback. Fast, informative, and timely. If you're looking for an efficient uh, tool to run your practices this season, head on over to basketballpracticeplans.com. We've taken the stress out of practice planning, but you got to get on our wait waiting list to enjoy some huge founding coach benefits. Okay, We're only accepting a few more coaches before we go live. We're going live real soon, guys. So get on that list now. Uh, like I said, you will enjoy some steep discounts. We're doing it, re releasing it in stages. Um, we had the, the early discounts are all gone, uh, but get on that list right now today. Go over to basketballpracticeplans.com. All right, coaches, till next time, many happy swishes. We'll see you on a court very soon. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.